Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Welcome to R slash malicious compliance, where OP pukes all over his boss. Our next Reddit post is from any ad. So I used to work as a waiter, and anyone who was or is a waiter knows that when you call in ill, they never believe you. They always think that you're pulling a sickie. Anyways, one day, I was throwing up loads throughout the night, so I had to call in sick at 10am that morning. 10am comes, and I'm feeling awful, so I call up and my manager answers. He starts calling me a liar, saying that I'm screwing him over, questioning me about what I ate, and then when I said that I hadn't eaten any chicken, he said that I must be lying because why else would I be sick? Anyways, long story short, he threatens to make my job hell if I don't come in, so screw it, I went in. We were hosting a big table event, and my manager and I were out front presenting the food to the table. It was a fancy restaurant. I had to leave halfway through because I fell ill, and my manager, when he got back, forced me to go see him in the office. I said that I needed to stay by the toilet, but he said no, I had to come, so F it, I went. He sits me down and starts lecturing me. (laughs) After about a minute, my nausea gets really bad, so I lean over and throw up all over him. He looks horrified and I get sent home. Love this comment from Coder Joe. He played chicken with you and lost. Our next Reddit post is from Rumple Teaser. About a year back, I worked in a family restaurant. It was a Saturday night and we were pretty busy with all tables reserved, but everything was under control. I was hosting and we had a family of eight due for a birthday. As I was making my way back to my station, a group of eight people walked in. The exchange went as follows. The big idiot leading the eight people said, Table for eight. No problem, sir. Do you have a reservation? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm very sorry, but we're fully booked for tonight. But I can take a reservation for another night if you wish. No, if I wanted to eat here another night, I would have come here another night. I understand, sir. I do apologize. I'm afraid that all of our tables are reserved for the night, but you're more than welcome to take a seat at the bar if you like. What about that table over there? He pointed to the birthday table. That's got eight seats. We'll just sit there. I'm sorry, but that table is reserved for another family. They're due here any minute. If you wait at the bar, we have a 30-minute policy, so if the family doesn't turn up, you can take their table. Well, none of those empty tables have reserve signs on them, so how are we meant to know? Can't you just push two of those tables together for us? The big idiot then spots my manager walking past and grabs her arm to speak to her. 
Excuse me, there's a table over there that we'd like to sit at. But this girl here won't let us sit there. We traveled half an hour to get here, and I am not happy. They don't have any signs on there that say reserved, so I don't understand. My manager, without missing a single beat, says, I'm sorry about that, sir. Please wait a second while I sort this out. It won't be long. The big idiot is looking pretty pleased with himself at this point. He puffs out his chest and gives me the smuggest look that he's probably given anyone. Until he spots my manager walking out with the little reserve signs in her hand. She walks over to my station, checks the reservations, walks over to each empty table and places a reserve sign on each one. Then walks back over to the station. I'm sorry our system confused you, sir. I've now rectified it. I see that we have a free table tomorrow evening at the same time if you'd like to come back then. The big idiot had a hilarious expression on his face and said that he would sit at the bar and wait to see if the table cancels. Then, as they walk away, the birthday table of eight walks in. The big idiot huffs and beckons his family to leave, at which point my manager calls over. If you'd like that table for tomorrow, please give us a call. Have a nice evening. Oh, sweet, sweet karma. Our next Reddit post is from Miss Siege. Several years ago, in the wake of separating from my husband, I applied for temporary assistance for needy families, which provides $300 a month for a certain number of months to those who qualify. I was also applying for SNAP benefits, WIC, and childcare assistance, which has a six-month waiting list. My now ex-husband was a real piece of work. He went to prison almost immediately after I left. We have three kids together, ages 6, 4, and 2. I was a stay-at-home mom until this point. When I applied to the assistance programs in my area, these assistance programs required that I go to the workforce center and apply for jobs there. They made me an appointment, and I went in with my three kids, filed some paperwork, and they asked me to come in the next day for like three hours to do some aptitude tests on the computer. I said, three hours? Tomorrow? I won't be able to get a babysitter on such short notice. They said, well, figure it out, because you can't get assistance without doing this. I said, okay. The next day, I show up on time with my three kids. I sign in and sit in the waiting area. A lady comes in from another part of the building to get me. She calls my name, I raise my hand, and start to gather my kids to proceed with her. She takes one look at us and says, You can't have your kids here. You have to sit here and take these tests. I said, I told you that I don't have a sitter. But they said, oh well, you have to come in here, so I'm here. Okay, no, come with me. We're getting you childcare assistance right now. Do you have a facility in mind with open spots? I think so, but I'll need to call and verify that. Do that right now while I start your paperwork. So I called the daycare, verified the spots, and they offered me a job in the infant room. The lady had me come back the next day after I dropped the kids off at daycare to do the testing, even though I'd already gotten a job. Also, she accelerated my applications for assistance. That woman was a godsend during a very trying time in my life. Our next Reddit post is from Eda Peach. I live in a very quiet suburban neighborhood with lots of active neighbors. Joggers, bikers, dog walkers, baby strollers, kids playing ball in the streets, etc. The speed limit is 25 miles per hour, but when I see lots of foot traffic on the sidewalks, I bring it down to 15 miles per hour, or even 10 miles per hour if I see a big group of kids playing in the street. There's this sweet group of kids who play basketball in the middle of the street eight doors down from my home. When they see cars approaching, they move to the curb and wait for the cars to pass before resuming their game. 
One day I was driving home from work and I saw the kids out playing, and their mother was on the front lawn talking with another adult. I slowed down to 10 miles per hour and went to the complete opposite side of the street as I crept by. A little while later, she knocked on my door and complained about how fast I was driving and that I could have harmed her precious children. I said, the speed limit is 25 miles per hour and I was going 10 miles per hour. How much slower do you want me to go? She said, I don't care. Just slow down or else I'm going to call the police. I have a doorbell camera so I can see you every time you drive by. Okay, crazy lady, whatever you say. The next day, her kids were outside playing in the street again. I slowly approached, came to a full stop, and then I took my foot off the brakes and let the car crawl ahead at one mile per hour. The kids stared at me all confused as it took an entire minute to pass through their makeshift basketball courts. I continued to do this a few more times until one day the mother came and knocked on my car window as I was crawling by. I lowered my window and asked if there was a problem. She said, why are you going so slow? Are you stalking my children? I said, no, of course not. You demanded that I slow down, so I am. Then I rolled up my window and went on my way. She comes banging on my front door again and says, don't get smart with me. Now you're going too slow. I said, are you saying that going 10 miles per hour is okay now? Because if you don't like it, you can call the cops. She huffed, crossed her arms, and stomped off my porch. <laughs> the top comment from Frosty is, tell her not to walk so fast across your yard. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you, and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot RS. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Our next Reddit post is from NG Banji. 
My ex and I have been at odds for a couple of years now about the custody of our kid. My ex-girlfriend has repeatedly lied to the court, made fake reports to the cops, filed for restraining orders, the whole nine yards. None of this has worked. I've been battling it by being consistent and defending myself. One of her tactics has been to set her lawyer on me to demand every single penny I make for every little thing. I started a new job back in January, which came with a nice pay raise. I told my ex about this, and she did nothing. She would have received the increased child support payment following the next tax return anyway, so it wasn't worth bothering over. However, in the most recent conflict we had, her lawyer picked up on my change in circumstances and demanded that I adjust the child support payable with immediate effect, as opposed to the end of the tax year. I am not legally obligated to do this. However, I comply. Like I said, I'm happy to pay child support if it'll reduce conflict. Now, here's the kicker. I've just received my annual pay raise, 2.1%. Given my ex's stance that I absolutely must inform her of any of my change in circumstances, I sent these details over to her. However, this equates to a roughly $2 a month difference in child support. What this has done, however, has cost her about an hour's worth of time with her lawyer to calculate the difference at roughly 300 bucks an hour. Do you want to guess how long it'll take her to recoup that investment? 12 and a half years. Also, down in the comments, we have this stupid story from Processed Meat. So, for a while, I was dating a girl who had a child, and her baby daddy was a real jerk about child support. From what I remember, support is calculated based on the difference in pay between the two parents. It was a simple formula the court used. There was no arguing about what the amount should be. My girlfriend got a new job that came with a small raise. This got the baby daddy excited, thinking that he would get to pay less in child support. To get any change in child support, both parties have to share the last few pay stubs and support is recalculated. When he took my girlfriend to court because of her raise, he failed to realize that he had also gotten a raise since the last calculation, so his support payment went up, not down. Our next Reddit post is from Brick. I worked as a systems administrator for an IT firm. I got tired of dealing with abusive and angry clients for five years. I got tired of being micromanaged and being exploited. I got tired of being talked down to like I was a child anytime the slightest little mistake was made. When my boss learned that I didn't want to tolerate a three-hour commute to a new location, he spent an hour lecturing me on taking a long, hard look at yourself. He said that he was concerned about my reliability after I refused to spend three hours a day commuting to the new location on top of my workday. If I can't rely on you to work in the other market, then I just don't know if you have much of a future with this company. I think you need to take a long, hard look at yourself and gain some perspective. You know what? You're absolutely right. Two weeks later, I found a new job and gave my notice. He begged me to stay, offered me more money, etc. This went on for days. I said, no thanks. I finally found that perspective you wanted me to find. Boy, am I glad I did. A new job with a raise in benefits and no stress. This is the only advice that you've ever given me of value. Good luck to you. He let me go one week into my notice. I started my new job and I love my new boss and coworkers. It's been over a year, and my former boss hired six different people to fill my spot, each lasting like one to two months before they left. Hmm, wonder why that is. 
Maybe he needs to gain some perspective on how to run a company and treat people. Our next Reddit post is from Eureka. Nearly 15 years ago, I went to work for a company. In that job, every month, I traveled to customer sites, did the first pass analysis of our defective products, and got yelled at. A lot. It sucked. Also worth mentioning, our branch of the company was too small to use corporate travel, so for every trip, I was scouring discount travel sites to find the cheapest flight, hotel, and car. I was ridiculously vigorous in finding the best prices. If the shittiest shitbox car was 32 bucks a day, and the not-so-shitty car was 34 bucks a day, I picked the 32 bucks a day car to save the company 2 bucks a day. One fine trip, several months in, was spectacularly awful. Not only did I have a truly terrible car, the hotel was all new depth of yuck. My shoes stuck to the carpet in my room, and the security flipper thing on the door was plastic. Also, it was in the worst part of town, and I worried about my safety to the point that I ended up pulling the little couch over to block the door and sleeping on the couch. Adding to my misery, I was sick. Normally, I would have canceled the trip, but this customer was in an uproar. I made this trek every month, and once during every trip, I would eat at the local Outback Steakhouse. It was a known quantity. The people who worked there were great, and it helped me have that connection. On this particular trip, I made my way to the Outback for dinner, and I was clearly sick and miserable. The people at Outback Steakhouse took care of me. They sat me next to the fireplace, brought me tea, and the kitchen made me chicken noodle soup even though it wasn't on the menu. I nearly cried I was so grateful. My bill for dinner was less than $10, so I gave them $20. Yeah, it was more than a 100% tip, but their kindness kept me going. I got home, did my expense report, and turned it in. My director called me into his office and screamed at me about how the corporate policy was 10% tip and it should never exceed 15% and what was wrong with me for paying them so much. Keep in mind that the total bill was 20 bucks. Well, that conversation broke me. It shattered my loyalty to the company's bottom line. So, from then on, I followed the corporate travel policy exactly. No more shitbox $32 a day cars. I'm in midsize or better. No more flying out at 4am in the center seat. The flights now fit my schedule and I sat where I wanted. No more scary hotels in the worst part of town. Now I'm staying at the nicest executive hotel allowed by the policy. The cost of my trips were double or triple what they had been before, adding up to thousands of dollars a year. But hey, I never disobeyed their tip policy again. And here's the true irony. Their corporate tip policy actually had verbiage that said exceptional service could be recognized with an additional gratuity, but basically don't make a habit of it. Also, the allowable per diem was 50 bucks a day, and a receipt was only required if it was over that amount. So the whole tip thing was under my per diem, and it was exceptional service, so what was the problem? That was r slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.